Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopsticksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum and welcome back to stardom quest uh, the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world i am as always alex and i'm joined by dylan hi dylan hey alex i have a cookie i have a monster they call me the cookie monster they also call me a menace to society uh, much like other stardom fans um we have been voted the worst fan base in the wrestling community i want to give a shout out to the stroker to northern lights <laughs> to fucking all of the horny people on twitter to joshi city who reviews photo books for no reason to all of the homies all of the homies everybody that's listening right now you are part of the problem as am i as am alex really happy really happy that we got that achievement i'm really proud of all of us i'm really proud of all of us i think we should keep up the good work hopefully you know, next year when it comes back around, when because every tweet just comes back around every couple months. Let's make sure that there, there's no impact. There's no AEW WWE. We need to be the worst. We need to be habitual line steppers, guys. Okay, we need to get better. We need to be more outlandish. I Actually, no, we don't. We don't. Actually, no. That's breaching out a bit. Some of y'all are real weird. Some of y'all like weird, like weirder than than even me. Like weirder than I'm even. Like like I don't know. Don't don't get worse if you're that bad. But I, I I don't know. Just don't. You had no you, finale be, there. Yeah, huh? yeah. Be weird in private. Um, but if you if you want, you can also be weird in public. Like it's up to you. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. Like golden boat, golden boat, guys, golden boat. Like I don't I don't mind. He he just made me spit and drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> It's like, yeah, be weird in private. Like, do that shit away from me, bitch. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what me and Heimer are actually talking about. Is that it's like y'all are too mask off about this shit, guys. Like, calm the fuck down. Um, but yeah, we win. Woo. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there was an actual uh, official vote, so I mean, we didn't really win. But, I tallied um... it. I tallied it. I tell. All right, okay, that's cool. Like, if you just look through the quote tweets, like every other one is stardom. And I'm just like, damn, I didn't know there. Was, I didn't know it was like that bad. But I mean, I knew it was that bad. Let's be honest. It, you know. Yeah. Um. I. I. I don't know. <laughs> Alex actually told me not to bring that up. Um. But I did, because I do what I want. Yeah, I just I want to like 
at least once not mention some Twitter drama. Like, I would rather we just not do that. Because this one in particular annoyed me because all stands are terrible and towing a line between mental illness and kind of okay. <laughs> like, it's yeah, stands are bad. Right. Stands are just bad yeah. in general. Okay? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. But anyway. It's, uh, yeah. I, I, we I'm beat TJPW, see... which is which is huge. It's huge. We beat TJPW. That's that's huge to me. Yeah. That's wild. The TJPW stands are less like bad and more slightly de- delusional. Um, but I they mean, they okay. worry. They scare me. They actively scare <laughs> me. Like I don't. I don't. I try to stay as far away from. Let's get into the show, Alex. Let's go. I have my monster. I have my cookie. I am ready to go. I am a problem. And um, the stardom shows were also a problem because, like, most of them aren't uploaded. So, I don't know. We, we just watched what we could. Yeah, okay. So, first of all, uh, we should get into the news. Um, mm. So, Queen's Quest has a new logo. Um, at, at the end of the day, this doesn't really matter. It's a very fancy logo. Um, but it, it's There's not a like a, a... Yeah, it's not like a huge change. It's just, like, in cursive and fancy. And there's a crown now on top of it. You know, it's nice, but it's, like... Not really something you'll you'll notice. Um, based on the tweet, all of the factions will be getting new logos. Which, um, if you're if you're into that, then I'm sure you're very excited. But I I don't really mind because I, I I like just the logos. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't really care. Uh, it, I'll care if they're specifically terrible or if they're specifically great. But like the Queen's Quest one just looks like it's a pretty lateral move, maybe lateral down a tiny bit, just because we're kind of used to the Queen's Quest logo since they haven't changed it at all in their long history. Um, but it's it's really nothing to really note. Like if the Stars has like the coolest logo of any wrestling faction of all time, then yeah, it's probably going to be cool. But otherwise, it's like it's not really much to write home about. Enough. Um... Uh, the other bit of news is that uh, the shows this weekend, the first two days of GP, will air live on pay-per-view. Uh, we already knew they were airing live on Samurai, which gave us a bit of an indication. And I believe Dave Meltzer uh, said last week, a week before, that there'd be like a, a pay-per-view bundle to watch them. Um, and that's now official. Stardom said they'll be tweeting out the link tomorrow uh, with the details to, to buy them. So, you know, you get to see the pretty stacked two days there uh, live as they happen, which should be pretty fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My, my work schedule is kind of fucking it up, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try. You're really eating a cookie, huh? Yeah, I am. I am actively eating a cookie. I'm eating. I'm talking with my mouth full. <sighs> okay. All right. Ooh, shit. What's the, what's the thing for the movie? Is it... Happy Gilmore or something, you know, where he's like the anger problems, so he has to say the thing to calm down. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Um, I don't know. Um, I actually, what I would use to do is, um, I would take uh, Jinder Mahal's thing, um, where he he'd go, Shanti. Shanti? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What does that mean? And just, I don't know, but it's, it's a it's a Hindu thing, and I I actually I actually used it in school. Like this is completely unironic. In school, I used to do that to like calm myself down. I don't know why it would actually calm me down, but I was just like, it, it just like, it, it's surprisingly useful. Fair enough. Try it. Okay. Yeah. Maybe one day. Um, another bit of news is that there's been a, a pretty big COVID outbreak in the world of Joshi. Um, Makoto, Chikayo Nagashima, Nanai Takahashi, Hinori Hana, Ami Miura, 
and uh, Rio Mizunami all tested positive, I believe. Uh, Rio Mizunami is actually a very bad case. She's in the hospital at the moment uh, with, I believe, early signs of pneumonia. So hopefully uh, Anarchy recovers there. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely a bit of a worrying sign that uh, the COVID is kind of spread through the rosters. Uh, like it was bound to happen eventually with how like wrestling has just gone on, you know, as normal, apart from like yeah. a s- slight two or three month break. Um, so yeah, I just hope that uh, everybody's okay and that, you know, shows don't have to be postponed because, you know, obviously it's pretty bad for these companies if they can't run shows. Like I know Seedling had to cancel one there, uh, which was probably a big blow to them. And I mean, if Stardom had to cancel any of these or if Tokyo Dish Pro had to cancel, that'd be pretty bad news for them. Um, so yeah, that's just something to keep an eye on in regards to kind of some of the shows coming up is that these kind of COVID cases are going a bit crazy and um, like some of the roster might catch it. And if they catch it, then these shows could be called off or changed altogether. So, you know, just fingers crossed everything. Everything's all right. Yeah. um, The Marvelous roster um, all tested negative. So that's good, but Mm -hmm. that's just, that's just their internal roster. Um, Not like, you know, freelancers who wrestle for marvelous and whatnot yeah. so that's good and so you know it doesn't that's kind of like the only bridge to stardom as of right now so not saying that anything there is like directly going to happen but you never know like you know the it's the joshi circle is kind of tight in certain ways so it, it's not to be unexpected if there's certain precautions taken um just to protect the wrestlers you know what i mean yeah um the last bit of news, and this isn't really stardom news, but it's possibly stardom news, is that uh, Waka Tsukiyama uh, left Actress Girls earlier today. Um, we only bring this up because generally when people leave a promotion like Actress, they turn up in stardom, uh, like uh, Mei Sakurai, who did it like last week, uh, a couple of days after leaving uh, Actress. So just bring that up. I don't think Waka is going to go to stardom. She no. doesn't seem like the type who will pursue a wrestling career full-time. It feels more like she's going to fall back on her entertainment background and, you know, do the odd wrestling show when she can, um, more so than going to Stardom or TJPW or anything like that. I could maybe see TJPW, um, but I think, and this is just a me thing, I think she did her best work in Gato Move, so I can see her just, like, being kind of a freelancer for them and just wrestling, you know, occasionally for them and not much else, because she did say that she mainly wants to pursue um, acting, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, you know, I, I enjoyed what I saw of her. I'm not a big actress guy, but I enjoyed her stuff and got to move. Hopefully she continues doing some of that. Uh, otherwise, you know, um, best to her. I don't think she's going to start him either, um, just because it doesn't really feel like a fit. It is kind of funny how actress just like once a year or so just lose like six people in like the span of a month. And just like, it's just insane. Like just, oh, yep, they're all gone now. Um some of them, sometimes it's important people, sometimes it's not. Like, you know, with, with my Sakura and um, Waka, they're, they're both, you know, year-in rookies. They're not really, like, huge members of the roster, as far as I'm aware. Um, but, you know, like, with, with them losing Jumbo and Natsupoi, like, it, it's just sort of funny to me. Because it's just really randomly, every year, they just fucking drop like flies for, like, a couple weeks and then go back to normal. Yeah, I feel like this is the nature of actress, though. Like, it's, you know, it's to just get people who are, like, actors or musicians kind of a bit of work in the area of pro wrestling. I feel like it's just, 
it's there to be a gig for them more than anything. And if they succeed and get signed, then that's just a bonus. Because um, I believe Yuki Takase is the only one there that's like a full-time, full, full-time wrestler. But I don't know if that's true. Tehanma might be as well. Um, but yeah, like that, so. just, that just feels like Actress is just kind of a, a stopping point for a lot of them. Um, so that's kind of how that works. Although the roster is pretty screwed uh, lately. I know they have like Takase is injured, Hanma is injured. Two people have left. Uh, Yoshiko Hasegawa as well uh, took time off to deal with injuries, so uh, just a lot happening there with, with Actress. Um, yeah. This is not an Actress Girls podcast. Uh, Luckily, we don't... I know nothing about them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure Other it'd be than... fun, but I don't I mean, think yeah. they're up, uh, I, I would just I... talk about Miyuka Takasa the entire time, because she's a legend. That's that's fair. Yoshiko, or not Yoshiko Hasegawa. Um, Hikari Shimizu, is that her name? I always forget. I believe so. <laughs> then, you talk. About I think I'm right every time. Yeah, she's she's pretty cool too. Um, but yeah, we should get on to Stardom because yes. there are four shows to review because Stardom hates us. Um, the first one was in Sapporo. Uh, this was on July 21st. Uh, this is Cinderella Summer Tour 2021 in Sapporo, day one. Uh, this show 197 fans. We, when when they announced Tam versus Kid and ALK versus Aphrodite for this these two shows, we were like, man, that like Sapporo venue must be really big. Like maybe there's gonna be a couple hundred people in there. And uh, the venue was very small. I'd say like the two hundred they fit here, and the nearly three hundred the next day is maybe close to the max that you could fit in that kind of venue. Um, it's a very small space. I have no idea yeah. why they they did two big title matches, but um. That stardom, I guess. I'm sure the fans were happy, but yeah, that's it's it's a strange decision. To, to yeah, make. the 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 SOK versus Tam match. I know I'm sort of jumping ahead. I feel like it definitely would have done been a lot better if it was in a Korokin, like in a Korokin match. But you know, it, they don't go up to Sapporo very often. They want to give them a show, so I I respect it. But it's just it is really weird how empty it was. You know, what I mean, like relatively. Mm-hmm. Or how the the matches were. Even the Queen's Quest DDM two out three falls match that feels like it would be a bit bigger than 190 fans. You know what I mean? Like it, it just it mm-hmm. like I don't know. It's odd, but you know I'm not here to complain. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I just wanted to point it out because we both thought it would be like this massive venue, yeah. um, and then it ends up being just this very small hall uh, essentially. But you know, it is what it is. Um, Dylan and I haven't watched a lot of this because the upload schedule was very all oh, over I the watched, place. I like, watched this whole show. I watched this one. Oh, you got okay, yeah. But like for for the four show stretch, yeah. Um, like nothing from Sendai is up. Uh, the main event of the next day of Sapporo isn't up. Um, they got the Karkin up all in like the space of five hours, and then they uploaded a lot of the other shows like yesterday and the day before. Like they didn't upload a lot last week, and then they just uploaded like everything in the space of two days. Um, so this is a lot happening so i am um, i picked and choose kind of some of the bigger matches to focus on um but it seems like dylan for once watched more than i did in preparation so congratulations dylan um yeah i watched all of the day one of sapporo and none of the day two so that's what happened okay. um, yeah so you know. fair enough um so the opener here was uh, unagi sayaka beating lady c um how was this it was fine um 
Yeah, like I mean, Lady C throw um getting the choke slam on Unagi is always fun to watch. Other than that, it was pretty um unremarkable. Unagi won with like a version of the gory stretch, which I didn't know that she used. I knew that she like I knew she used it, but I didn't think she used it as like a signature. I thought that was just sort of like a rest hold that she uses that looks kind of cool. But yeah, she actually submitted her with it. Um, yeah, it was only a few minutes. It was fine. It, it, nothing really remarkable. Lady C could do better. Unagi could also do better. I'll, I'll give her that respect. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, the next match on the show was uh, Azumi getting a win over Mina Shirakawa. Um, I'm sure you were happy to see her get a win. Uh, she also beat Konami. It was a three-way, but she she pinned Mina. Yeah, this was actually also pretty pretty good. Um, Mina does a lot better in these three-way matches than I think people give her credit for because most people don't watch it. Um, I, I think Mina, the more bodies are in the ring, the better she does most of the time. Because, like, this match and also the, the three-on-three match in Korokan, she just really shined, um, whereas in more of her singles outings, she usually does not. So um, that spells for a really rough um, five-star coming up, but this match was pretty good. Azumi did win with the Azumi Zushi. Um, Konami was also there. Yeah, like, Azumi and Mina and Konami in a three-way probably will never be bad. Uh, but this was this was another really entertaining, fine three-way. That's fair. Uh, the next match on the show was the Uedo Tai team of Ruaka and Saki Kashima beating the stars duo of Mayu Utani and Kogama. Uh, Kashima pinned Kogama with the revival. Um, I'm sure this this was pretty fun. Yeah, it was fun, but it was surprisingly messy. Like there, like I don't know, there was just. There's like a, a few missed spots here and there, and like obviously a few missed spots ain't anything to write like any issue, but like they were considering it's Mayu, Kagama, Ruka, and Saki, you kind of don't expect it. So like near the end, like they were just sort of like fumbly things. Overall, it was a fine match. Um, it, it definitely was not bad. It was enjoyable, but there there were more messy things than you would expect out of these four. Um, but yeah, it, it was fine. I I. Really liked after the match, Saki got the zombie revival. And then Kagma's like, what the fuck? How did I lose? Oh my god, I can't believe it. That's insane. And I was like, she does it to everybody, bro. You gotta get used to it. Like, I don't know. You gotta gotta prepare for that revival, you know? Memento Mori, even though it's not Death Yamasan. Memento Mori, guys. Come on now. Gotta know. Gotta know. Indeed. Uh, the next match on the show was the two out of three falls match between Queen's Quest and DDM. Uh, I did watch this, so I can contribute. Uh, this was very good, as you can probably imagine, given yeah. the two teams involved. Uh, there was a big stretch in the middle where it was just Tami and Shuri doing shit, and it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they even redid the spot from the title match where um, after the first fall, I want to say, and they reset, they both yeah. just started like clubbing at each other with forearms like they did in the title match when the, the time limit reset. Um, and yeah, it was it was very good. Um, they had Siri and Utami pin each other with kind of roll-ups to kind of keep them on an even keel, which is very intelligent. And then they just had uh, Sayaka Mitani straight up pin Micah because it can kind of pin each other at any point. That's their dynamic, really. Um, but overall, a very well-booked match and I think a, a very, very good match as, as well. Yeah, um, this was a great match, obviously. But also the theatrics around this match really really just tickled my fancy so to speak mm-hmm. um so the the match starts well before the match starts actually micah has her music playing she comes out alone and she grabs the mic and she's like hey everybody um 
So ALK is going to wrestle Aphrodite, and they're, they're going to beat their asses tomorrow. But today we're going to wrestle together. So um, ALK, comma, over here. And that's my favorite fucking catchphrase of all time. It's fucking the Zack Sabre time gimmick from 2018. That was like my favorite period of Puro. Well, no, that that's that's not true. Like, you know, 90s. <laughs> but still, like, that was like my favorite time of like actively watching something live was that Zack Sabre time run. Um, so <laughs> Micah using the, the Takamishinoku come over here um, gimmick, I, I love that so much. And then ALK came out, but it wasn't ALK. It was Aphrodite. Aphrodite. They, they were wearing Afros. It, it was really cool. I, I liked it. It was funny. They, they started dancing around with the Afros, um, and then they, they, they got in the ring. Queen's Quest came out. Micah started blowing unwanted kisses at Momo Watanabe, and then they started wrestling. Um, and yes, Julia and Shuri did wrestle with the Afros on for as long as they could. I love that. Like, it was just really funny to me. I really, <laughs> I just like, I was like, man, I like wrestling sometimes. This is really cool. Um, and yeah, you know, Utami actually, when she got, so she pinned Shuri cleanly with a roll-up, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Shuri pinned Utami um, after both Momo and Saya accidentally beat the shit out of Utami. <laughs> like, Momo kicked her in the head, and then Kamatani cross-bodied her on accident, and then she rolled her up, and I was like, that's a good way to keep Utami looking real strong. Because, like, Utami just kind of ro rolled Shuri up with no real, you know, nothing outside of that. But then, you know, it took a lot to actually pin Utami, so that was a good way to keep Utami just slightly above Shuri, but still on an even playing field like they're, they've they been trying. And like you said, Saya pinned Micah with the Frankensteiner, which looked dope. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this match. Afterwards, Micah gave Momo a rice ball. Momo started slapping the shit out of her and then ran out of the ring and Micah started yelling, no, my rice ball! Give me my rice back! And then she runs after her. Um, and it was great. Um, and then the post-match was also really, really great. I'm, I've been talking a lot. I'm sure you want to talk a little bit so you can talk about the post-match if you'd like. All right, yeah. Um, after uh, Micah chased Momo away, um, you know, you had the usual uh, between Aphrodite and uh, ALK of, like, I don't fucking like you. Uh, Julia and Saya were just throwing little shots at each other, slapping each other, kicking each other. Um, they ended up fighting out of the ring, and uh, Saya danced on one of the Afros and squished it because uh, she is the heel now. And then, because Utami and Siri are, like, the cooler, calm-headed uh, older sisters, they didn't fight, they just, like, looked at each other and Siri held up her belt because the other two were being hyperactive and Tammy and Siri were like, we're not doing that, like, we don't care. I I'm gonna be champion, though. So... Bro, yeah. Julia literally said, prepare to die, and then slapped her. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Um, they also did the Aphrodite pose with the Afros, um, and it, it was really funny. Um, yeah, this this match was great. Honestly, I watched this match and I was like, "See, I'm I'm fulfilled." And then I was like, "Oh, there's another match," and I was like, "I'll watch it in the morning. <laughs> I don't want to watch that right now." Because like I was just like I was just like done, you know. I was like, "That was a good climax to the show." And I was like, "Oh yeah, another match happened after this. That's weird." Um, but the next match was also fine. So, you know. Indeed. Uh, so that next match it was the Wonder of Stardom Championship match. Tam Nakano defended her championship against Starlight Kid. Um, I will lead off. I really liked this match. I don't think it was a great match. Like I think it was definitely the worst of Tam's title defenses, in my yeah. opinion. 
Um, but that's obviously a high bar to meet, given that I loved the other ones. Um, thought Kid had a great performance. Uh, her intensity was really good. Like uh, she did a lot of little things. Like she would like slap Tam on the back and would throw little kicks at her head, and just was really disrespectful, really gritty, um, and just really intense throughout the entire match. And she also had the away to tie shenanigans going on, but they didn't really grind things to a halt. I thought they really added to the match by just being like quick little kind of cheating you know quick bits of cheating which are always a lot better and Tam was Tam you know once she fired up she was ready to kill Kid because obviously they have history going back a while um I do think it it dragged on a little bit towards the end and that's probably what killed it a little bit but they went out of their way to protect Kid because they had Kid kick out of uh Kid Sorry, they had Starlight Kid kick out of Tam's normal finisher. And Tam had to pull out the Twilight Dream to, to pin Kid, which is like the, the arms locked uh, Tiger Suplex, essentially. So, you know, I thought it was a good match. I definitely think there's room to improve for both of them. But I thought, you know, Tam had a good performance and Kid looked really good in her first full-fledged match as a uh, as an away to tie member. And, you know, overall enjoyable stuff not a great match like one that you're a fan of either or if you're just a fan of stardom you can definitely uh, check it out and you won't be disappointed like i don't think it was it was a waste of time in any way yeah like i said i feel like it probably would have done better if it was in a more um in a better atmosphere no disrespect to sapporo i like sapporo um fuck sendai though um besides the point i i think it probably would have been better if it was in a korokin or a budokin or a oda ward or something like that but for the place that they had it and for the style that they wanted to do it, it went very well. Um, I, I enjoyed things near the end, especially because uh, Kid just started axe kicking her. And I love axe kicks where she's fucking stomps on her almost, but mm-hmm. like with her heel. I don't know. I, lo- I love that shit. And, you know, Tam's slapping the shit out of her. Um, yeah, it was fine. Like you said, probably the worst of the Tam defenses. Um you know, I I think I might have been too hard on the side defense, because um, this was slightly worse than that one. Um, but I don't think either of them were bad matches whatsoever. Um, so you know, it was fine. I did enjoy the end where Oedo Tai kept trying to help Kid with weapons, and Kid's like, I don't know how to do this. And then it ended with <laughs> yeah. Roka just sort of fucking beating her with the with the um, box that looks like a briefcase, and uh, or not a briefcase, a suitcase. I fucked up our own meme. Wow, that's like. <laughs> That's like the entire whatever, um, and then yeah, kid, um, kid went down with the Twilight Dream, which I don't think anybody's ever kicked out of Twilight Dream, so that's pretty big. Um, that she just you know fell to that, so yeah, fine, it was fine. Again, I think that the Queen's Quest versus DDM match was like sort of overshined it and overshadowed it for me, but I don't think it did in general. You know what I mean? I don't think that it was like. One of those things where it's like, oh, that shouldn't have happened to put a spotlight on this match. I just think, oh, well, the Queen's Quest Residia match was simply a better match. Um, but they were both fine. So, yeah, everything's good. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I liked, I, I, I loved kids' axe kicks. It reminded me a yeah. lot of um, kind of some of Yuzuki Aikawa's matches. Not in that, like, the stiffness of it, but I know Aikawa used to do that, where she would just keep axe kicking them in the head as they were on the ground. And it's, like, the coolest shit. Um, so hopefully yeah. Kid keeps that sort of stuff up because it, it also, is really good. It also reminds me of like a couple years ago, Tam, because Tam used to always fucking throw those axe kicks too, and they always looked dope as hell. Um, 
back when she was the Kung Fu girl, because uh, that was a nickname. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. I felt like that those are one of those moves that it's like, yeah, if you just hit those, I'm going I'm to be happy. Um, mm-hmm. Same with like a capo kick or like, you know, tombstones. It's just like, oh, yeah, that looks that looks nice. It looks cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I enjoyed that aspect a lot, too. Um, like I said, it was a fine match. Um, but like he said, if you don't want to, then just don't watch it because it's not mm-hmm. something that's unmissable. That's true. Uh, so the next show then to review was on July 22nd. Uh, this is also in Sapporo. Uh, this is 261 fans. Uh, so ALK and Aphrodite are confirmed. Draws. They, uh, they outdrew Tam by 70 fans, which is, you know, a huge, huge difference. So, you know, Tam is in the mud. Um, of course. The, the main match from this is not uploaded yet. I don't know why. Uh, so Stardom got the Tam versus Kid match up like within hours of that show happening and they have since uploaded like three full shows but have uploaded everything but the tag title match from this show and I don't know if that's because there was like an issue with the recording or if there's like they don't want it to get buried in amongst all of the uploads so they're like giving it time to, to go up on its own but um, yeah it's very strange that it's not up like it, it happened a week ago and we're still waiting on it um, which it happens as a Joshi fan, you get used to it, but I still think it's a very strange decision, given that they got some matches up within hours of them happening, but this one has taken a week. Yeah, and it, it really sucks, because this was, like, the one match that I was, like, probably the most excited for from this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, because Aphrodite's just really, really good, and AOK has been killing it lately. I was really excited for it. Um, and now it probably is going to get more lost in the shuffle for me, because um, I'm going to forget to go back and watch the Sapporo show, because, you know... I just probably will, which sucks because it, it probably was a great match. Um, yeah, I didn't watch any of the show, so this is this is all you, brother. Fair enough. Yeah, this was this is very skippable, and this only went up yesterday. I don't think I watched anything either. Um, it really was a very nothing show outside of the main event. Um, but we'll run through the results. Uh, the opener was Azumi beating Lady C. Um, Azumi seems to be building up ahead of steam, so you know they're going to absolutely steamroller in the GP. Um, yeah. That's the only explanation. Uh, the next match was Mom Watanabe, Micah, and Tam Nakano wrestling to a 15-minute draw. Uh, we predicted that when we saw this card last week. It was very obvious that they weren't going to have any of these women take a pin. Yeah, I, I, I also think about that one time that was uh, Mayu, Azumi, and, and Momo, where it's like, well, who, who, who pins who here? Like, at most, like, Mayu pins Azumi, I guess? Like, so it, it's one of those cases where it's like, it doesn't really work. Um, because there's nobody that has pure equality. Because um, Momo and Micah have this e- this like equilibrium between them, where it's like neither of them can get a win over each other. Um, in comparison to somebody like in that two or three falls match, somebody like Saya and Micah, where either of them can get a fall over each other. Which it's it's different, but it's the same. It's it's really weird. It's it's like head cannon type of thing. But nobody here could really pin each other. Um, as of right now, I'm I'm assuming like Micah might pin Tam, um, in the five star. That's a whole nother discussion. But as of right now, nobody could really pin each other. So that's why the 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 draw happened, and I'm not against that. That's fair. Um, the next match on the show was Saki Kashima and Raka beating Unagi Sayaka and Mina Shirakawa. <laughs> uh, Saki Kashima pinned Mina Shirakawa. Um, kind of a bit of foreboding there for their um their GP match because they're in the same block. Um, maybe that's something to to keep in mind. The 
Next match on the show was Starlight Kid and Konami beating Koguma and Mayu Otani. Uh, Koguma is taking some L's, so I'm going to expect her to maybe have a, a decent GP. Um, they might want to just have people leave, let her go from their minds and then surprise them a little bit, because uh, I don't see why they would have her start taking these losses now um, if they weren't going to kind of reward yeah. her for it. Um, Konami... Oh, Konami getting a bit of build-up as well. Uh, she pulled out the triangle answer again, so I expect we'll see that emphasized again throughout the block. Did you did you hear? Did you hear that that, that thing is a 100% winning percentage? Isn't that crazy? 100%. 100%. I miss those days back when the triangle answer had a 100% winning percentage. Those were the days. Uh, what was it? Shaq Percento. That's what she's saying, yes. isn't it? Shaq Percento. Well, That's the only I, thing I ever know. I, I, I feel like you're saying it wrong, but yes. But yeah, I'm not, like, Asian, so obviously the, the cadence is wrong. How do you say... Hold on, just keep... Just keep talking. <laughs> okay. Um, the main event of the show was obviously the Goddess of Stardom tag title match. Uh, Siri and Julia defended against Aphrodite. Um, Julia pinned Sayakamitani with the Northern Lights bomb. Pretty smart to that uh, none of the blue block members got a pin on each other there, and you had the red block Julia pin Saya. Um, Saya can take a pinfall to the Northern Lights bomb, so that doesn't really hurt her. But it's very noticeable that I think Julia has earned most of the wins for her team uh, in, in their tag title defenses. I know she kind of started from the bottom and Siri gets the entrance theme played, but I mean, Julia is the one that wins the matches, which is, is pretty interesting. I'm I'm listening to the Google Translate of um 100 in Japanese, so it is yak percento, yeah, yak percento. It has a okay. it has it's a yaku, like there's a k. Ah, I see. But it sort of just like blends when you say percent, you know. Okay. So you were kind of right, but you know, um, what were you talking about? Sorry. Uh, Julia gets a lot of the wins for her team, even though Siri is the one who gets the entrance, and she's introduced last, which indicates superiority, but Julia is almost always the one that gets the win for her team. To be in, fair, in that's a new season. thing. That That's a new thing, because back... Sure? Well, actually, no, it's Doesn't not. Doesn't she first pull the Northern Lights bomb out when they won the belts? Yeah. Wait, no. Siri, Siri, like, buzzsaw kicked one of Momoa's, but otherwise it's been... The Northern Lights bomb. Yeah, I guess Julia has just been winning a lot. Because, cause like, I feel like in the build-up, it was all Shuri. Like, there for a while, Julia just did not win matches for the team. Mm-hmm. But then she started being, like, in the ring 90% of the time of their matches. Where she, And then she wins. Yeah, that that is weird. Um, I am at... See... This block of, of matches, like, this block of shows that we watched this week makes me feel like Julia is, like, pushed too much in that, like, there's no way she's winning. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like, I don't know, I feel like it's, like, it's too obvious. And, like, I feel like maybe that thing is going to come back and bite me and it's, just, it's simply going to be Julia. And I'm I'm not against that, but it feels like it is just too clearly Julia. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but, yeah. Julia has been getting a lot of wins. Um, I'm not against it. I like seeing the Northern Lights bomb. It's a it's a beautiful move, so I don't I don't mind. Fair enough. Um, that's that show though. The next show was on July 24th. 24th. <laughs> this is the Cinderella Summer Tour 2021 in Sendai. Uh, this was at the Sendai Sun Plaza. Did 319 fans. 
Uh, none of this show is up on Stardom World, uh, so we can't really review any of it, but we'll just go through the results. Uh, Konami got another win. She beat Lady C in the opener with a buzzsaw kick, which is pretty interesting. Um, she's kind of varying up her, her finishes ahead of the GP. Uh, Micah beat Saki Kashima, um, which again, kind of surprising uh-huh. to me. Micah style. Yeah, I guess Saki's just going to roll her up in the... Oh no, they're in different blocks, so yeah, that that, that wouldn't work. Um, Micah style. Ignore me. Um, the Cosmic Angels trio of Unagi Seoka, Mini Shirakawa, and Tam Nakano beat the Queen's Quest team of Azumi, Sayakamitani, and Hina. Uh, Unagi pinned Hina with the um, Thank You For Your Service, or whatever the name of her finisher is. Um, the fancy Made in Japan-esque thing. Uh, that's what she pulled out there. Uh, the next match was Momo Watanabe and Utami Hayashishita wrestling Julia and Siri to a 20-minute draw. Um, definitely going to check that one out when it goes up um, because there's no way that doesn't kick ass. Yeah. Unless Sendai event. is just dead for it, which is possible. Maybe, yeah. Uh, the main event then was the star team of Koguma, Hanan, and Mayu Utani beating the Oeda Tai team of Starlight Kid, Raka, and Rina. Uh, Koguma pin Rina with the German suplex hold. So, Aha. Let's go. Yeah. Kagama for the win. Koguma for the win. Koguma I keep style. pronouncing her name wrong. Koguma yeah. style. Let's go. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people do that because like cog is like cog in the wheel, but then it's like no, it's like co, as in like codependent yeah. or whatever. So like yes. cog. Yeah. Co- Koguma. Yeah. Plus, it, like it, the way it blend, like it blends together, it feels like yeah, it's like, it really oh. does. Yeah, but you know, words. Indeed. Uh, the next show to review then is on July twenty fifth. Uh, this was Cinderella Summer Tour twenty twenty one in Tokyo, and this is at Corken Hall. This had six hundred and forty two fans. Um, again, Stardom's numbers at Corken just blow me away. Like they don't give any big matches, and they just do six hundred. And then I see other Joshi promotions doing like sub three hundred with like title matches. And it's just, it's crazy, you know? Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, but in the opener of this match... Yeah, I was drinking uh, a monster. Okay. Um, Rina and Raka beat Hanan and Hina. Uh, Ooh, Rina yeah, yeah, yeah. Hina. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, Rina pinned Hina with the g g g g g g g g g glory bomb! Rina's a big fan of Chavo Guerrero. I don't know if you knew about that. Big Chavo Guerrero fan. Um. Even though I know that Chavo didn't inv- it's gory, but you get what I mean. Big Chavo Guerrero fan, big fan of the of the two thousands um the two thousands cruiserweight division. Um, shout out to Super Perky, God rest his soul. Um, he will be missed. He was on Russell Marine PA in nineteen ninety. It was really good. Um, God rest his soul. But also um g g g g g g gory bomb. You know, like the the cherry bomb song. Right, it's a good song. Sure. Um. Rucka tweeted about this match actually. I think they did this exact same tag match like four years ago, um, which is really cool. That like the the change in all of them since then. Um, I I don't think Rena and Hina had officially debuted when this happened last time. They were, it was no. like an exhibition match, but um, yeah, it's really cool. Like four years apart that uh they got to do it again uh, in the opener of a Cork and Hall show. Yeah, it's really dope. Um, I'm. I'm happy. It's wild to see their progress over the years because they, all four of them, are really getting a lot better. Uh, obviously, they were like, shoot, like ten-year-olds and seven-year-olds at the time, mm-hmm. but um, they're really getting really good really quickly, and it's really cool to see. Um, I actually watched this match. It was a fine match. Um, you know, yeah, I'm 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 happy that they're all 
growing up and becoming good wrestlers together. It's it's nice to see. That's true. Um, after this match, we had the debut of um, I think it's Mai Sakurai. Yes. I don't know if, it looks like most people say it may, but I believe it's Mai. Uh, Mai it's Sakurai. Mai. Um, she left Actress Girls on the 15th. Uh, they fired her, I believe, because she was like, yo, I want to leave. Actress was like, fuck you. Leave. Um, so she showed up in stardom uh, as we all kind of predicted she did fit the mold of what stardom might want to assign. Uh, she only has like 21 matches under her belt, so she is very new, uh, very inexperienced, but what I've seen of her, she's gonna, she's a pretty solid addition. Um, she she kind of gets the other stuff about wrestling, you know what I mean? She, she's not just a, a, a worker, she kind of gets the other stuff, you know what I mean? Like she has that air of confidence and that kind of swagger that a lot of people don't have as early into their career, um, which I think oh, no. will serve her very well. Oh no. When you say that, I... that just means Rossi's gonna push her to the fucking moon in like two days, bro. You know how he loves when people do that. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. Um Oh no. Yeah, she, she's, she's gonna take cool. the red belt from Utami, bro. This ain't good. We need to <laughs> we need to be concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, she she's pretty solid. Uh, as I said, twenty one matches under her belt, so she is very new. Um, but she she's pretty she's pretty cool. I know some of her main offense. Uh, she does a good big boot. Uh, she does some kicks. Um, you know, not a lot else there. But I I think she could be good. As I said, she kind of gets that wrestling is more than just what you do in terms of moves, and she has a real kind of energy to her that I think could be expanded on, which makes sense, because I think she's an actress, like, she's been in, like, actual like TV shows and productions, so she obviously gets how to portray a character. Um, but yeah, she basically came out and was like, hey, I want to wrestle in stardom, please let me wrestle here, and then Unagasaka came out and was like, I want to wrestle you, I'll even let you challenge for my belt, even though you've never wrestled here before, and uh, Sakurai was like, yeah, sure, I want a title shot, why not? Um, so I guess that's going to be her debut match, I'd imagine. Is her... I, I miss I miss Aida. Yes. Um, so I imagine Sakurai's debut is her and Unagi. And then afterwards, she'll probably join the Cosmic Angels because she just seems like yeah. a perfect fit for them. Like, her age is pretty similar. Obviously, her background isn't in wrestling. So again, she fits in with them a little bit. Um, I don't know if she's done any of the, the what you call it, Gravor stuff. Um, but I don't know. I think she right. has. But... Yeah, she definitely just fits with the uh, the Cosmic Angels there, just with kind of the entertainment background and uh, the age as well and stuff like that. So I imagine you didn't even be... you didn't even ask me why I miss Saida. I know why you miss Saida. <laughs> you always miss Saida. Okay, that's true. But no, but because like I feel like Saida is such a good gatekeeper for like the the like new debuts and the um, new acquisitions. That's always so fun to just see her be like, hey. The fuck you think you're doing here, huh? And then she wrestles them. It's like, okay, you're all right, you're cool, I guess. Like that's that's like my favorite trope that Saida does. Like that's that's Saida at her best is just being like, hey, what the what the fuck are you doing here? I don't I don't know you. What are you? This is my company. What are you doing here? Even though she's only been here for a couple of years, like I don't, I don't trust you. What's going on? What's going on over here? And they wrestle, and it's like, all right, you're cool, I guess. You're cool. Like that's my Enough. like. Saida is so cool, man. I love Saida. I miss her. Okay. Cool. Um, a last note on Sakurai is that I don't think she'll be a full-time wrestler, um, just as of yet. So I don't think they'll push her too hard. Um, I 
I know I was reading up on her and she's like entered into a beauty pageant or something for next year so she probably will be doing a lot of that um, on the side of wrestling so I'd say she'll be like a part-timer for the time being and might eventually sign with stardom down the road but um, I imagine she'll be part-time for now uh, which might put a ceiling on how hard they push her but you know that's just something to keep an eye on. This is can I, this is something complete like a little bit I think this was like a couple weeks ago but I need to mention it did we ever bring up how the cosmic angels unironically wanted funding to go to space no we didn't know because like they were they were in like and then was shot down like the next day <laughs> like within a day they were like oh yeah we can't do it that's unfortunate but that's really funny to me like they they, they saw they saw fucking mr bezos do it and it's like we could do that our name is the Cosmic Angels here. Come on. Mr. We, we... Bezos. They saw Mr. Mr. Bezos. Bezos. Yes, they saw Mr. Bezos. Mr. Bezos. Fucking bootlicker. <laughs> Am I not allowed to call him Mr. Bezos? Jesus. No, you call him that bald bitch. That bald dude. Yeah, they saw that bald bastard, the bringer of disaster. Um, they... <laughs> oh, know. my Dylan's God. Spitting. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that, that was... That was... Kevin Steen's old theme song. Never mind. Um, uh, well, it was the fat bastard, the bringer of disaster. It was Kevin Steen's old, yeah. Uh, um, fuck Ring of Honor. The theme yeah, song. fuck Ring of Honor. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they saw that and they were like, "Let's go to the fucking moon, guys. We just need a couple thousand dollars." And they're like, that's "Oh, the- we need a lot more than a couple thousand dollars." <laughs> um, yeah. and then that's, they stopped. That's the whole gimmick, though. They're, they're space cases. Like that's that's the best part about them. Is that they they legitimately want to be in space and it's it's very endearing. It's 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 like they're they're space cadets. That's mm-hmm. wow, yeah. That's literally Indeed. yeah. They're literally space cadets. That's wild. Indeed. Um. So the next match on this show was uh, Fukigen Death beating Lady C and Sai Kamatani in a three way. Uh, Fukigen pinned Lady C with um, a roll up because of course she did. Um. I imagine this is very fun because Lady C and uh, Saya are tall, and Fukigen is not, so I imagine that led to some very interesting spots. You know, I'm really excited for Jungle to come back, so that the Losers Club gets tormented by an evil clown. Because everything will just, it'll, all of it will line up. All of it will line up. It, it, mm-hmm. That's I just realized that. That's going to be great. I love that. Um, Yeah, so I didn't watch this one, but um, Memento Mori. Remember death. Lady C Me. was not prepared for death. Is she ever? No. Is she ever? Who is? That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, the next match on the show then was Azumi and Kogama. Um, before the match, Azumi challenged uh, Kogama. She she heard Kogama being introduced as the high-speed genius, and Azumi was like, hold the fuck up here. Um, I'm the high-speed bomb. Uh, I am the best high-speed wrestler. You should have a high-speed match with a 10-minute time limit. And uh, Kogama was like, sure, why not? And so this had a 10-minute time limit. They obviously wrestled to a draw then. But, um, this is very fun, like, very entertaining. Like, I, I appreciate was, that they yeah. were, went out of their way to be like, we're going to make this a high-speed match because then it stands out. Um, but even then, they wrestled at, I, I would imagine, like, half, you know, half foot on the pedal more than anything else because there was a lot of stalling and a lot of different character moments. And then when they would get going, uh, the things would kick into high gear and it was very entertaining. There was also a lot of like, you know, mind games and stuff like that, and Azumi like being a cocky child because that's just what she is. Um, and yeah, it was it was a fun one, a lot of character, a lot of fun wrestling. Um, nothing like amazing, but definitely 
stood out on a on a show filled with you know good matches um, as something that was just a little bit different because they embraced the high speed stuff. Yeah, it it I, I actually really like this match. It was really interesting that um, Koguma called Azumi as Azumi Senpai, which is is weird because Koguma is the only one of like four or five wrestlers who debuted before Azumi did. Um, but obviously she left for for a while, so now Azumi is her senior. Um, I found that really interesting because it was sort of like a, a condescending way that she was saying it, but it was also kind of like, I don't know. I, I Like I said, I've always been really into the, the Koguma Azumi storyline they've been doing. Yeah, this was really unique in just like the action that they were doing. I feel like I've never seen a lot of what they've they were doing before, or maybe not never seen it before, but it was just not something it's that you Adam. see. Yeah, it's not something that you see every match. It's not even like Azumi's normal high-speed like style. It's not... You know, we haven't seen a lot of Koguma's high-speed style yet, but it's not even like her. It's just, I don't know, the way it flowed was really interesting and really unique to everything else on the show. Everything else just, like, of the, the past, like, couple of years, really, it was really, really fun to watch. The time limit expired during, like, their roll-up exchange, so Izumi yeah. was, like, was literally, like, an inch away from getting the three count, and then the time limit expired, and it was dope. Um, It looked really great. Then after the match, um, Izumi gave um Koguma the the Queen's Quest handshake which is shaking hands and slapping the shit out of her and running away. Hmm. Which was fun. Yeah. I, great match. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I would like it if they started contesting the high speed title in the high speed matches. Um mm-hmm. like just because I feel like it would be interesting. You know, it would like give a certain uh uniqueness to the belt itself. Because, like, usually it does, it doesn't go over 10 minutes. Like, it's very rare that it goes over 10 minutes. But sometimes it does, and I feel like it would just be smart to just have a strict 10-minute rule. And then it also would make it so, oh, if you draw, then you get another title defense. Because there's not a lot of high-speed wrestlers. You're going to have to repeat title defenses, and you can't beat everyone. Like, we saw that issue with Azumi, where it's like she beat everyone. Then she was just like, well, guess I'll I'll wrestle Kid again, maybe? I don't, mm. I don't know. Like, I feel like if you had it at 10 minutes, you could do more effective draws. And I know me suggesting Starm do more draws is kind of weird. Um, But you could make the draws more effective and, like, have repeat matches. And I don't know. I feel like it would just be smart and it would be really interesting to have the high-speed title contested in 10-minute one-fall matches. Um, But that's just me. Completely off-topic. We can move on if you'd like. I know. I mean, I agree with you that the the high-speed belt should probably have a a time limit. I don't know if it did in in, uh, Neo. Um, where they got the belt from, but uh, it just seems like a smart choice for a belt called the High Speed Championship. But uh, you know, as, as far decisions. as I'm aware, as far as I'm aware, Hazuki made the tenement rule. Um, but she also mm-hmm. made the rule where you have to have a six pack. So that's besides the point. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you can't be fat. You you gotta you gotta be real skinny and have a a six pack to challenge me. Unless you're Sakashima, she she doesn't have a six pack, so she can't challenge me. And and in, nobody else. Only Azumi can challenge me. <laughs> that was pretty much what it led to. It was like, only Azumi is allowed to challenge me. And she did, multiple okay. times. Good stuff. Uh, the next match on the show, then, was the Five Star Grand Prix Eve Festival Blue Star Special Six-Person Tag Match. Uh, Micah, Tam Nakano, and Utami Harashishta beat Suri, Konami, and Unagi Siaka when Micah pinned Unagi um, to get the win. So... Uh, Siri pulled out some old uh, Reina gear. Yes. Do you notice that? Yeah. 
she she had some gear from her reina days back when her and konami would have been attached to the hip essentially and where they would have first uh bonded so that was, was really was from, really nice touch it was the exact pair of gear or the exact you know gear that she had when she, they first had their first singles match um which is really oh. interesting um also yeah. this is kind of random but i saw micah and sherry wrestling and i was like damn they are incredible at this so i looked it up i was like did they have one last year i forget do they have a singles match then i looked it up like micah's like fourth or like fifth like first 10 singles matches like was against sherry like one of her first singles matches ever was against sherry um in in just tap out which is kind of insane um because i totally forgot about that so yeah uh sherry has history with basically everybody here um everybody fucking hates unagi great yes. like i love it yeah. it's great the the post match even was incredible like it was my like that was like that is what i want out of wrestling is just people bullying unagi it's so fun <laughs> yeah. oh my god i can't wait to talk about that but yeah the match itself was really really good i really enjoyed it um they they do something so the can they coexist trope has become what what uh wwe does with their women's roster literally every single week of the year um so you know at that point it's like oh can they coexist who cares but they did it so well here and stardom in general does it extremely well that makes matches so fun this one in the red block showdown was so good i really just loved the dynamic of everybody in it um yeah i i, I loved it i felt like konami and shuri had incredible teamwork everybody else was just like you know hating each other but also having a good time it, it was a good match it was a good match yeah, I think I, I tweet about this. It was one of those matches where I watched it and I knew the work was good, but I just was kind of like, this didn't leave much of an impression on me at the same time. Um, like I understand what it was. Like It was a lot of you know pairing off matches uh, so that people could kind of get to know each other a little bit before GP. And, you know, they, they went through some of the... Otam and Unagi had their exchanges, and Shuri and Utami had their moments, and Konami and Micah, and Micah and Unagi, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but it just didn't really hit me all that much. Like, I understand that it was a good match, and the wrestling was good, but I also was just kind of like, uh, meh on it overall. And maybe it just was one of those matches where, you know, if I watched it on a different day, I'd love it, but um, it definitely didn't leave much of an impression on me. What I will say... I is again they man if they put such an emphasis on unagi sayaka like there was two big stretches where it was her and her opponent you know first she had it with tam and i didn't think she did really good against tam tam tried unagi's forearms were just not really making that bit of a noise and i think yeah. if your forearms aren't making good noise then what's the point of even doing them um and then unagi got the finishing stretch with micah to to get in the ring and really have the spotlight again and Micah did some miracles, and I think her and Unagi worked really well, but, like, it's crazy how much they go out of their way to spotlight Unagi Sayaka. Like, it is... It, this All of the talent in this match, and she got two long stretches with her opponents. And I'm not saying that is a bad yeah. thing. It's just one of those things where it's like, if you're paying attention, they are really trying with Unagi. You know what I mean? Like, they are really, really trying. And, um, and the wild thing... I, I feel like it's such an interesting, like, this is just, like, sort of, again, kind of headcanon-y, but Micah and Unagi are so different in that, like, Unagi wears such bright colors and is such a vibrant, you you know, just, like, wrestler, and it's just so, you know, like, out there, and it's like, pay attention, and, like, 
you know, they sort of put her in spots so that you pay attention to her. And Micah is almost like the opposite, but Micah is so much more captivating than Unagi. And like that might be a bit disrespectful, but it just it's just the truth for me. Like Micah is so like like she stands out so much and she wears black gear. She usually has a pretty docile face on, just not really, you know, pretty just, you know, straight face, not really much going on. Like but and she's a pretty straight laced um judo style wrestler. But her as a character and her as just a wrestler just stands out so fucking much that it's it's really incredible to me. And when they paired off Micah and Unagi, I sort of was just like, it's so wild seeing the contrast between the two of them, but seeing the one who like visibly stands out being a lot less noticeable than Micah. And again, I don't want to disrespect Unagi too much because I don't think that she's like bad by any means. I don't think that she's like shouldn't stand out. I think that she stands out, whatever. But I, I just I was really captivated by Micah in this entire match. I really liked what she did. Um and overall just you know, I that's who I really got a lot out of in this match was Micah. Um she did great and she always does great. She's been really great lately. Um so yeah, those are my Micah praises. Plus she had the best fucking promo afterwards and I just loved everything about it. Um, do you want to yes, get into um, it, or do you want to comment on my long rant about Mike and Unagi? I do want to comment. Um, I think Micah this year reminds me of Utami last year in that she's put it all together, I think, this year. Like, Micah was always a really good wrestler. I feel like now she's, like, an overall really, really good pro wrestler who, like, has learned to portray herself as as not a, as a character, kind of as well as a wrestler. And it reminds me of what Utami did last year, because Utami... Last year to me, kind of the the change in look and the change in style, somebody who put it together and won me over. And I think Micah is doing that this year, where she's just being really, really good in every department right now. Um, and she deserves a lot of praise, I think, for the finishing stretch with Unagi. It was definitely some of the best stuff I've seen from Unagi Sayaka since she joined Stardom. Um, so, I mean, big praise to Micah for getting that out of her. Um, and yeah, just big praise to Micah overall, because she is really coming out of her shell definitely proving why she's one of the golden generation and definitely somebody who without doubt a world champion in future like i don't think there's anybody barring injury or whatever there's no doubt in my mind that uh micah's winning that world of stardom title yeah i i don't know i've I've just been loving micah lately um on the mic and in the ring she's just been really putting it all together um speaking of on the mic uh (laughs) after the match after she pinned unagi with the minchinoku driver um number two she uh, got on the mic and just buried Unagi to death, and it was great. So what happened was Micah gets the mic and goes, Utami, this is the first time tagging together. Who would have thought that we would ever tag together? I- I've learned a lot, and I'm excited to wrestle you. Um, and I- as for the rest of you, Konami, Shuri, Takumi Aroha, really real tough challengers, just making sure not to mention Unagi. She really stared straight at Unagi and was like, Everybody but you. Um, and it was great. I loved it. Um, and she's like, I'm excited to win, blah, blah, blah. And everybody sort of did their, their whole gimmick where it's like, I'm going to win the five star. Tam also said something really funny that was like, damn, I'm sorry to ruin you guys' parade, but uh, I'm going to win. Sorry. And I just found that really funny because it was really condescending and shit. And then <laughs> after everybody is done, you know, saying their 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 piece, Unagi stands up after, you know, she, she got beat so she was sort of on the ground the entire time she stands up walks over to grab the mic and micah just pulls it from her grabs it and says 
Let's see if you could hang, brother. And then leaves. And Unagi does not get to say a word. And it is fucking hilarious. Oh my god, I love that. I love people bullying Unagi. It's just so fun. Like, like, dude, like, Micah really went all fucking Kevin Nash on her. Like, like, oh, so this is where the big boys play, huh? 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 Look at the adjective. Look at the adjective, Unagi. Do you know what an adjective is? Do you know what an adjective is, Unagi? I don't think you do. Because play is not an adjective. Kevin Nash. Come on. Come on, Kevin Nash. You know better. Besides the point, I just got into a... I, I blacked out for a second. Um, But besides <laughs> the point, Micah just buried Unagi. And it was so funny. And it, it was great. She didn't get to say a word. And then everybody left and Unagi's like, well, I guess, I guess I'll just leave now. I, I, I guess I can't say anything. Okay. Um, but but it is really interesting because it, it puts a chip on Unagi's shoulder for the, the tournament. I'm interested how, how that's going to go, if she's going to get, you know, any points, really. Like, like obviously, she could probably get two or three or two or four. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering if she, like, can hang with the with the big girl, so to speak, um, in the block. Um, it'll be an interesting little side story that I will be looking into as time goes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get onto that a bit. I have a few ideas for for Unagi and uh, in the tournament, but um, we have to move on. Uh, the main event of this Cork and Show was the Five Star GP Eve Festival Red Star Special Six Person Tag Team Match. Uh, the team of Mina Shirakawa, Starlight Kid, and Julia beat the team of Saki Kashima, Momotanabe, and Mayu Utani when Julia hit uh, Saki with the Northern Lights Bomb. Uh, I adored this match i loved everything about it just from the second they made their entrances like the, it, it was just <laughs> like i i don't know why but just like the characters interacting is so interesting to me and like saki is being an absolute menace and like throwing Mo, momo and mayu off and like taking their masks and not letting them do their entrances like that's just perfect you know what i mean like that is the perfect interplay between characters it really makes pro wrestling really great sometimes like i don't want like all character all the time um like i appreciate just people who are really good wrestlers but like it's great when you can have interact like this you know and and saki just being a a fucking dickhead during their entrance is so on brand and mayu and momo just being there i'm gonna fucking kill her is is also great um the other team was the same mina didn't really have a lot uh, of uh say in it but um Kid and Julia were being so petty, like they were shaking the ropes while the other one was doing their entrance to try and make them fall off and stuff like that. And then the match was just filled with that sort of stuff. Like from um one point uh Saki was like choking somebody on the ropes and Maya was like, Hey ref, ref, it's it's the rope, it's the rope, even though she was on Saki's team. Dude, and, at, uh... at a certain point, I literally forgot who was on whose team. Because everybody on Kid's team just started beating up Kid, and everybody in the match just started beating up Kid and Saki because they were just annoying them. And then, like, Mayu and Mina looked at each other and was like, man, fuck you two. And then they, like, walked away from each other, even though they were just helping each other beat up their teammates. It it was great. I loved it. Um, You also missed the funniest point of the match was before the match, when Julia just motorboated fucking Mina and then was like, yeah, thank I you. Didn't want to thank bring you. That up. And then she bowed. <laughs> no, she bowed. That was the yeah. best part. Not not even the weird, like, not even oh. the boob part. It was, Julia was like, damn, that yeah. bows. Like, I'm like, why? Like, I don't, like, that's not, okay, Julia in this match was just like, 
comedic fucking genius. I'm not going to lie. Like, it was so good. She was killing it. Her and Mina were the only people who at any point were even, like, remotely on the same page. And even then, Mina got so offended when Julia fucked up her Romero special that she started slapping her. <laughs> and it was so great. Oh, my God. Such a good match, man. Um, Mayu and Momo did the Chaos Project spot where, Mom where Mayu just starts fucking throwing her at people. It was great. Oh, man. This was a really good match. It, it the character work was just on point, absolutely. Um, I suggest anybody watch it. It's so good. Yeah, no, it's one of those matches that I've come to appreciate. Uh, the more I watch wrestling, it's like this match could only happen in this promotion with these two. With these, yeah, these two very specific teams. You know what I mean? Like, there's nobody else who could give you this match because it was just loaded with so many different moments of character work and kind of in between the different characters and playing off the established stories too like of course Kate and Julia didn't just get along magically they fucking hate each other like it's been established for a while now that they hate each other like Julia ripped off Starlet Kid's mask at one point of course he's gonna want to like hate Julia still you know um so I did just love everything about this match um and all of the different kind of stories that are at play and all the little moments that just really made it so chaotic and so fun um, and the wrestling itself, I thought, was pretty good as well. Like they didn't, they didn't take yeah. their foot off the gas there either. Like the wrestling itself was pretty good. Um, so all around, this is just a very, very fun match, and it's definitely one where, if you're somebody who is kind of lamenting that stardom isn't the same as it used to be, or that the energy is different, or the tone is different, this is definitely one of those matches that could help pull you back in because this felt so much like the fun stardom that I remember where yeah. it was just like people just do shit you know what I mean and it's like it's, it's oh, not serious all the time and it's not like super super oh well we have to win we have to work together to win it was just like nah I fucking hate her <laughs> and they just did funny shit you know um, so yeah definitely a great match uh, definitely one to go out of your way to watch if you're kind of into the more entertaining aspects of seeing characters kind of interact and stuff like that yeah the, the Saki Momo Mayu team was just like it was so destructive like just mm -hmm. the entire time it was so fuck it was hilarious for like and momo and mayu have no reason to hate each other like realistically they're they're cool like you you see like mm -hmm. well i mean not not like cool but like in relate like in comparison to like everybody in saki or fucking you know like you would think that it'd be like yeah i guess we could team together but kid but momo was just like nah I am beating this bitch's ass at every point I can. I don't care. I don't care if, if we have no real heat with each other. I'm going to beat her up. And so she just shoot kicks her randomly. Like, just for no reason. Just kicks her. Like, just like just a reminder. Yeah, I still don't like you. Um, I love that. Then Saki was like, you know what, Momo? We can work together. Let's work together, Momo. And Momo's like, I ain't doing it. No. Why would I? And she's like, Momo, get on the apron. And then Momo gets on the apron, and Mina's like, no, I don't want to be a part of this. And then Saki's like, get over here, Mina. And then then Momo's like, what do you want? And then Saki's like, put, put, do the boot thing. And Momo's like, no. And then Saki physically raises Momo's leg and throws Mina into her boot. And Momo's like, I didn't want to fucking do that. And then Saki's like, yeah, I don't care. So, then, so I don't know. It was just so good. Um, and then near the end, I really liked how both teams just randomly were just like, you know what? Fuck it. I actually want to win now. I'm tired of this match. Let's just get it over with. And they both just like did really, really well in like t working together at just beating each other up. Really good stuff. Julia ended up pinning Saki with a Northern Lights bomb. 
Um, and yeah, that, that was sort of how it ended. Um, and afterwards, Mayu and Momo got in the ring and looked down at Saki and were just like, fucking pathetic, bro. You really lost. You suck. Like, just like looking down on her like, really? That's, you You made us lose. Like, and Mayu kind of like kicked her a little bit, which is like, man. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Um, just to keep things moving, I think uh, it's it's quite interesting, um, and I brought this up a little bit, but I think maybe we can dive into it a small bit before we go on to the preview. Um, like, a lot was made, I think, from some people, and they have every right to, to believe that, like, I definitely understand them, that the tone and the, the vibe of stardom had really changed to being, like, really serious, really, oh, I'm going to put on the best match possible, and that was kind of everybody's aim. And I think for a while there, that was definitely true. Like, the end of last year was very dry uh, in a lot of departments, I think, as far as Stardom yeah. goes. I mean, even early this year, me and you were talking about it, where Utami's entire character was in the future of Stardom. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it definitely lacked a lot of that kind of energy of old. But I think recently we've seen them recapture, like, the, the very laid-back kind of vibe that they used to have. Like, I feel like... Starting with the Utami Shuri angle, where their whole thing was they kind of want to kiss each other, we've seen just kind of even the main eventers kind of embrace this little bit more laid back kind of vibe and a lot more like jokey storylines, you know? Like the yeah. Micah and Momo thing would never have happened last year. DDM was far too serious last year for the Micah and Momo thing to happen. This year we have DDM. In colorful afros, you know, vibe into the ring to Shuri's dance theme um, as Micah blows kisses at Momo. I think um, you look at that shuffle tag from the, the, the pay-per-view and you look at a match like this and it's like stardom for all the faults and a lot of, you know, for all the people who maybe were turned away by the, the tone becoming too serious. I think lately we've seen them dial back on that a little bit and they've realized that you can still be know a, a big match serious storyline promotion but also have that kind of laid back vibe you know and i don't know if it's just me i don't know if you've picked that up as well lately but i definitely feel a bit more of a carefree fun energy from the shows lately yeah i i definitely i agree um with you wholeheartedly i feel like outside of the personnel you, there's there's a lot of similarities that are growing back from like the the heyday of stardom and now um because like obviously like arisa's not coming back obviously couldn't like kagetsu's not going to be back so it's like there's obviously issues there like that oh some people who have been come disillusioned um aren't going to have just because of pure personnel issues um but i do think that it's definitely growing back a certain uh that certain freshness that it used to have back in the day um just because everybody just gets along more Maybe not gets along more, but everybody just flows better together. Um, so it isn't as like as stubborn, I guess is the best word. Um, as in like, oh well, I want to beat you up because I hate you, and you're getting in my way. Like it's it's not as much of that as much as it's like, yeah, I want to be the best, but at the same time, I kind of want to kiss you though. But at the same time, mm -hmm. like, do you want my rice box? I think we should. I think we could be friends. I think we should be friends. Like the the only thing that really the, like. Outside of the Utami Riho story there for a bit, nothing has been, was like that for like a year. 
you know like and and that was like the saving grace of stardom at that time was riho um in color me pop and then riho and utami like that sort of like storyline that was like that funness that was missing um for for that entire era for that like year and a half or so um and it was like well can we get like more of this and then riho went away and then it's like nope we we have nothing now um and i feel like it's just becoming more integrated into the overall um atmosphere of stardom and i really appreciate that because that is what sort of like brings you into stardom is that sort of carefree like enjoyable um fun promotion with really good characters and i feel like all of the characters are starting to really do well together and really mesh together and really grow as characters in general so yeah i i, I think it's becoming i don't know i i hate to be like the the you know stardom guy but i feel like it's a good time to get into stardom because mm. like and i probably wouldn't have said that like six months ago um, and I've I've always enjoyed watching Starm. I, I never really like stopped enjoying watching Starm. But I feel like there's definitely more variety in Stardom right now, even from people who like people like Julia. I think Julia is one of the most likable, like fun, enjoyable wrestlers in the company. Even though I don't want her to win the five star, I still think that she's super enjoyable and I think that she's, you know, great at what she does. And I feel like that's the case for a lot of the wrestlers um even kozen as much as i give them shit i feel like they are if not like enjoyable characters i enjoy watching their characters interact with other characters who might be better than them and make them better you know what i mean i don't know I i'm ranting about something completely different in general but you get what i mean that there is that sort of vibe that is really attractive to me um as a wrestling promotion i really enjoy it and it's it's definitely growing back um the only thing we need now is Oedo Tai getting Natsu back um, because I, I don't think, I, I, I don't know, I, I just want Natsu back. I feel like that would really bring back a certain comedic uh, division that, that they kind of need. Um, but other than that, they're, they're firing all syllables in terms of just down up and down the card. Indeed. Uh, I'm glad you agree. Uh, definitely something that... Um... I know a lot of people were turned war. Jeez, <laughs> you spoke for too long. I forgot how to 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 say words. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely because I did like see a lot of people that were were unhappy. I think with some of the directions Stardom went, and the, one of the things was that it's it's too serious and stuff like that. And you know, I I definitely think that lately we've seen them embrace that more carefree kind of energy, and it's definitely something that I think some people will enjoy. You know, there's people who didn't probably didn't like anything Stardom did last year who would love that uh, Aphrodite thing. You know, that whole fun vibe and Micah blowing kisses at at Momo. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's definitely people who were put off the product who maybe would come back for that sort of stuff. Um, but we do have. Two shows to preview, uh, two GP shows, so we should definitely get straight onto them uh, because we've been talking for a long time. Uh, the first show to preview is on the 31st of July. This is the opening round of the Five Star Grand Prix. This is in the Yokohama Budokan. Uh, this is, as, as I said earlier, it's available on pay-per-view uh, tickets. I'm not even going to bother predicting tickets because we've been wrong so often. Um, nothing is sold out, though, so make whatever judgment you want out of that. Um, but the opener of this show is uh, it's a non-tournament match. It's the Allies versus the Ueda Tai. It's Azumi, uh, Hina, Hanan, and Lady C versus Saki Kashimir, Konami, Rina, and Ruaka. Yes? Yes. It's okay. Yeah, because the, the, the website was just like uh, Ryuk 
Anatsu, and I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah it's her, that's her new, her new uh, kanji. It's like Evil Summer, I think. Oh. It's her new kanji. Um, yeah, I know she's, but yeah, uh, the allies versus the uh, Oedotai. Um, we're not gonna throw that. We're not gonna. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. I imagine Oedotai just wins. Like, hmm. maybe he's on the other winning. side. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, one day, okay. one day DDM will take her to a win. Maybe. Um, the first match of the uh, GP then is Mina Shirakawa versus Fukigen Death. Um, I guess Fukigen rolls up Mina here and gets off to a to a winning start. I don't know. I feel like Mina needs to win here because I don't know mm-hmm. how many matches she's gonna get. So I feel like maybe she wins here. Um, yeah, I think Mina wins. A few people she can beat. Well, there's a few people who I don't want her to beat, so. Fair. Um, yeah, I'm going Fukigen, anyway. Um, you know what? I should probably pull up. Like, I have I have a pick-ems. Hold on. Let me see who I have to win. Because oh. I, was, I was smarter a few days ago than I am today, let's be honest. <laughs> um, that's the wrong block. Okay, Mina versus Death. Fukigen. Oh, yeah, I, I have Mina winning, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, the next match on the show is uh, Natsupoi versus Koguma. Uh, this is one I'm really looking forward to. I think Koguma wins uh, just based on some of her recent booking. Uh, they get her tournament off to a strong start and maybe set her up as a future high speed uh, title challenger. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Koguma takes the win. Um, I'm excited to see Natsupoi back. Uh, yes. I've missed her dearly. She's been. She's just so good. See, she has a new uh, new hair color. She dyed it. Yeah, she's she's going she's going she's going beast mode. You know what happens when yes. they dye their hair jet black? It, it, it's over course. for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next match on the show then is uh, Julia versus Starlight Kid uh, in Red Stars action. Um, I'm kind of torn on this. I think Julia wins. I think some yeah. of Kid's bigger wins come later in the tournament. Uh, I think Julia walks away with the win here, though. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay. Uh, in Blue Stars action, Tam Nakano uh, takes on Unagi Sayaka, and my hot take is that I think Unagi wins here. I think we're going to see Unagi get at least two big results in this tournament and like lose every other match, and I think her beating her faction leader, uh, who is the current White Belt champion, just makes a lot of sense to me as far as a, an upset, especially because it's on the big stage, and if you're doing upsets, you kind of want to do them on these bigger shows. I don't know. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't think most people will, but I don't know. It's just I, I get that sense from. I think I think I think Tam. Put yeah, it this way: I, what I, I, other I shock could you see on day one? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's any other upset that could happen. Yeah. It kind of has to happen here. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. I I just don't. I feel like. Huh. Fucking Unagi. <laughs> She's gonna ruin my entire my entire like pickums. Like yes. she is going to be yes. the one who ruins it. Um Yeah. I don't know. Do you wanna talk about that more? Do you wanna move on to the next one? Uh yeah, we can move on. Okay. Um so the next match is also a Blue Stars match. It is Suri versus Sayakamatani. Um my mind says Shuri goes to a win, um, but I could see this going to a draw. 
like a, I don't know. I feel like you could have these two tie. Um, it would it wouldn't hurt either of them. Sherry might just win. I think Sherry just wins. Yeah. Uh, the next match is Red Stars block action. Uh, Momo Watanabe versus Mayu Iwatani. Uh, I think Momo wins. My my guess is that uh, Mayu goes 0-2 to start the, the tournament, and uh, she she loses to Momo here. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that she goes 0-2, and then sort of rampages for most of the tournament after that. Um, in the main event, then, Utami Hayashishita takes on Micah in Blue Stars ooh, block ooh, action. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, what a great main event, number one. Uh, number two, yeah. uh, I think Utami wins. Uh, Utami I, gets off with a strong start. I, I, don't, I don't think this will be a surprise to anybody after my long tirade about my love for Micah. I think that it would be way more interesting to see Micah take this win than Unagi take the Tam win. Um, mm-hmm. Ironically, my tirade was about Micah in contrast to Unagi. So who would have thought that I think Micah winning would be more interesting than Unagi winning, huh? Um, that's a real shocker there. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think Micah could take it, but I think U- Utami probably does take it. Um, my guess is Utami, but I would enjoy it if Micah got the win. I feel like Utami's first loss... I don't know when that happens. You know? Like, I feel like... Yeah. Against Konami, maybe? That's like her fourth or fifth match. Yeah, I could see it. You know, maybe a so slump she, to end the tournament. She gets up to like, you know, eight, ten points and then loses like a match or two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think she loses in her first few matches, honestly. Yeah, same. Um that's why I have her going over here. Yep. Um well, uh, that's that show though. That's day one. Uh, so things will be in a pretty interesting state after that. But then day two, it's the very next day on the first of August. Uh, this is also at the Yokohama Budokan. Um, the website has done a dreadful job of translating the uh, opener, so I have no idea who these people are. Um, it's Cubs oh, and like... Hana Minami, um, which I guess is Kagama and Hanan. Yes, yes, I think it is actually. Okay. Uh, versus uh, Kanji Summer and Kanji Kanji, uh, which I guess is <laughs> <laughs> Kanji Kanji. Yes. Yeah, I guess that's um, maybe Rina and Raka. Maybe Fukien. Uh, I don't know. Awesome. I know Konami is in block action. Saki is in block action. Starlight Kid is in block action. So it's either, I, it's, I guess it's Fukien, Fukien probably or... isn't on the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's Sukian, probably Rocka. Uh, yeah. Rocka and Rina, I guess. Yes. Okay. Um, and the other team is Mina Shirakawa and Lady C. Uh, they, they were translated, thankfully. Mm. So, yeah. This website, I hate it. Um, the first match of block action is a Blue Stars block match. Unaga Sayaka takes on Azumi. Uh, Azumi will simply win. Uh, I don't see any reason to, to not give her points here. You know, I think. I might have had her losing this one. No, I, I, yeah, no, I, I, I was too, I was too prideful. Um, because mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe Azumi loses against Unagi, but then I was like, I can't do that. I can't, I can't, no, I can't do that. Um, so yeah, I think, I think Azumi wins. Fair enough. Uh, the next match is Red Stars block action. It's Saki Kashima versus Starlight Kid. Oh, I didn't know that that was happening so early. I forgot. Yeah. 
I think Kid oh. probably wins. I think Kashima has a few matches coming up where she'll like roll up bigger names, but Kid definitely could do with some points here. I think Saki wins. Uh, yeah. yeah. Kid going zero and two to start. Yeah, I don't think that's a problem. Um, All right. It's like, yeah, she picks up better wins later on. From me, at That's least. Fair. Um, well, at, uh, yeah, it's it's very back and forth, isn't it? Yeah. Because, like, I also have like, a kid beating can Jumbo, and I don't see that happening. The the oh, thing yeah. is, is that kid, kid has a new roll-up. So hmm. she sort of has the Izumi effect now, where she can really pin anybody. Um, yes. Which makes things more difficult. Than they were like last year because Kid was like she had a very clear ceiling, um, and she didn't have like a real like flash that she could do. Now she does, mm-hmm. so like I do feel like Saki wins against Kid, but yeah. it's it's definitely it's definitely a toss up. Fair. Uh, the next match is Red Stars block action. It's Natsupoi versus Momo and Abe. And as much as I. Want to give Poi a win here? I think Momo wins. I think uh, Momo starts off strong. Yeah. Which does put Natsupoi in 0-2. Which yeah. I think is okay, because she's coming off an injury, and she could just be like, oh, I guess I'm a bit rusty, haha, and then just win more later on. Mm-hmm. Um, But it, it does put a champion at 0-2, which is never a great thing. But, you know. Fair. Uh, the next match is Tom Nakano versus... God, I'm burping a lot. <laughs> it's Tam Nakano yeah. versus Konami in a Blue Stars match. Um, originally I had Konami winning here, but then that would put Tam at 0-2 for me. So maybe this goes to a draw again. See, I think I think Konami wins here. Unagi doesn't win on the 31st. I think that's probably... Fair. I think Tam goes 1-1 one one in her first two matches. Okay, that's fair. Um, I, I, I think uh, it might go to a draw. Um, we'll see Tam pick up points later. Um... The next match is another Blue Stars match. It is Utami Hayashishita versus Saya Kamatani. I'm surprised this isn't, like, the main event. Mm. Like, I mean, Utami's the world champion, and this was... It main event the main is event. a pretty big match, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah. Um, part, of me, part of me thinks Saya could win, but I don't know if they want to... Yeah. I have I have Micah beaten Siri, so I don't think you want to back to back like your two, you know, Siri and Utami losing back to back. I don't think you do that. So I, think I think they well, you know, that actually would make sense if they did. Like having Utami and Shuri kind of like at the exact same point total throughout the entire tournament, that would be kind of interesting. Especially if Shuri mm-hmm. isn't going to the main or going to the final. Um if like Utami and Shuri like draw in their match and then they literally have the exact same point total at the end, I think that would be pretty cool. But okay. that's, that's implying that Shuri doesn't go to the final, which, yeah, against... I mean, I have Takumi going to the final. Yeah, I think, actually, that that would be cool, is if Utami and Shuri had the exact same point total. Okay. So, this and Shuri versus Micah, we think the uh, the underdog kind of goes over. Yeah. I, I, I mean, my gut tells me just to go... Utami and Shuri win, lol, because obviously. But yeah. like at the same time, I think it would be really, really interesting if, and really uh, smart if they had them both sort of like match up for the entire tournament and have them kind of be at the same level. I feel like if they want to go Utami and Shuri is the huge feud, 
I think that would be really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Even yeah, if, I just yeah, yeah, I don't know. Just think that uh, I'm definitely like a hundred percent sure Micah is going over Siri. That's all that I I'm kind of sure of. Um, more up there with Tammy that? and Saya. I don't. Um, Micah. Yeah, I have Shuri being Micah. Um, but he, I could definitely see Micah being Shuri. Yeah, because see, Micah is a tournament wrestler. They've established that a lot, and I also think with how well she's been presented, I think you want to give her big win on one of these two marquee shows. And if she's not winning on day one, which I don't think she will, um, she she should beat Siri here. Um, it is kind of a it big is statement win. It is kind of funny because um. The, the whole Zack Sabre time thing, which she alluded to earlier, um, not earlier, but on that one show, um, that was coming, that was the year that Zack Sabre Jr. was the tournament wrestler in mm-hmm. New Japan. And I think that's really interesting that, you know, Taka's children um, are both tournament wrestlers. And I, I find that really interesting. Um, and it's true, because they are both really, really great tournament wrestlers. Besides the point, fuck off, Zack, doesn't matter. Um, I do see... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think Mike could take could take that one. I don't know if I'm going to put in my pickums, but I I could see Mike taking that one. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just get the vibe she'll win. Um, so I guess yeah, Saya wins and Micah wins. Um, shouldn't be too interesting results. Yeah. The main event then is a Red Stars block match. It is Julia versus Mayu Iwatani. Um, as we said, Mayu is going 0-2 here, so uh, mm-hmm. Julia is going to emerge as the winner. Um, which. I think Julia won their first match as well, so that would be Mayu having not beaten Julia yet, which, I mean, that's fair. You can, you can play that out a little bit longer. Um, so, yeah, Julia wins here. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really have any doubt in that. Um, I'm, I'm wondering if it's going to be a good match, because I, I have yet to, like, really, truly enjoy a Julia-Mayu match for more than, you know, like, the, the Hannah tribute match was good, obviously, but, like, just pound for pound in terms of just, like, working together and like just wrestling i have not been super huge on either of their matches so i'm interested in into in seeing if that's a good match because it might be but it also might not be yeah i think it will i enjoyed their their gp match last year i thought it was great and i think julia has improved since then and they are they are letting her work more to her strengths um so i could definitely see them having a great match here and even if not i mean there's no way that there isn't like fucking four killer matches on this show anyway you know what yeah. i mean like you're not gonna come away disappointed because i mean these are gonna be long ass shows bro 20 minute time uh, limits i i don't know i think usually on day one and two of the gp they have a lot of shorter matches that's what i remember from when they used to have like the cork and shows where like they did all day one matches everybody was in action uh, i do remember those were a lot of short matches Anshala. That means God willing. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I could see it happening. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited for for these. I think there's a lot that uh, we could see play out, and you know, there's uh, a few decisions that could be made. Um, those are the only two shows that are in our immediate vicinity to preview. I believe. I don't think there's any um, midweek shows. Let me just double check, though. You never know with uh, with the stardom. I don't think the next one's until the ninth of August. It is the 7th. They're doing a three-day... Oh, oh wait. Oh, yeah, the 8th, the 7th. Yeah, the yeah there's a few three-day stretches there that are going to be chaos for the, the wrestlers, but... um, uh, Yeah. 
Anyway, day one and two look really good. Um, for those unaware, uh, 21 dates for the GP means that they are able to spread out the, the matches. So uh, Takumi and Himeka don't start wrestling until like late August, I believe. That's when they like enter the tournament. Um, so that's why Takumi wasn't on these shows. That's why Himeka also isn't on the shows. Um, some of these shows will only have like one GP match uh, over the next month. Like There's going to be a lot of weird stuff at play. Um, the first two days are, are loaded and um, looking forward to them uh, I don't think we'll do like live reactions to the, the day one and two um, we'll just do a normal episode but we'll see I guess yeah um, I don't know like I said I don't know if, if I'm going to be able to watch them live I hope I am oh, yeah. um, but if not then that's kind of messy but we will see we will see um, but with that uh, it as I keep saying, uh, I've trademarked it almost. It's the most wonderful time of the year if you're a Stardom fan. Uh, this tournament has me very excited with the lineups and uh, a lot of the matches. And a lot of people are really in momentum at the moment. There's a lot of people who are just doing really well. Um, so I'm excited to see how everything goes. Um, we're going to do our best to keep on top of things, to you know keep up with the, the, the tables and the results and just everything that goes on. It's going to be chaotic, I'm sure, but we're going to do our best. Um, so come along with us on the ride, and hopefully you enjoy the GP because uh, you know it's it's going to be a great one, I think. Yeah, so do I. It's going to be especially rough because of the matches played element of it. Because usually it's like, oh, like maybe one match behind, maybe two match behind. By the time Jumbo comes in, she's going to be like five matches behind some people. So people are going to have ten points. She's going to have zero, um, and she's going to just be starting. So that's going to be kind of rough um, to keep track of. But at the same time, we could do it. We're smart. We're smart boys. Yeah. We're we're cool boys. We may be the problems. We may be the problem in the wrestling community. But let's be honest, we're all problems in the wrestling community. The wrestling community is a problem. We are just relatively problems. Um, and but we're smart problems. That's the thing. We're we're, we're quite smart. That's that's what I was trying to get at. Mm. Um, we're, we're 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 you know we're as smart as two people who talk about stardom every week can be. No idea what to respond. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying words, man. All right, That's okay. I'm at. Yeah. I got a like, poop. Okay. Um I'll close up the show so. Uh if you want to stand, <laughs> you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Leave today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Ijo. Ijo. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.